Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me, Bark, and to my left is Arms with his draft his draft engine magazine that he asked me not to mention and to my Suck right it, Trebek. Is no. Hey, how we, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. No. Tons of stats. Tons of stats and I don't want to click on every single freaking player that I talk about to talk about their stats. Not gonna lie. Nitz here too, by the way. I said Nitz here, but he uh, he tried to over talk it. Yeah, yeah. Chadwick I'm not, I'm and Nittle. Well, I was going to back you up. I'm kind of a, I'm a pencil and paper kind of guy anyway. Yeah, after you penciled and papered the information off this? Like I said, we're not going to lie. We did look through the Draft Engine magazine. And uh, just for cross-referencing, our rankings versus theirs. So, pencil and paper a little bit. I mean, honestly, a lot of the rankings are terrible. But they do, uh, they do a great job of revealing the stats from the last five years or so. It's not easier. I don't like flipping back and forth on web pages. Yeah. When I got it, I'll straight I, cheat. I, I, want I don't even care. Print. When you got one of them. I don't even care. I'm going to cheat and <laughs> bathroom, bathroom magazines. I've got a, I've got a draft magazine in the, uh, you know, underneath the sink in my personal bathroom where I like to do my business. business. And uh, I, I've got draft magazines going all the way back to like 2007. Sometimes I'll pull it out and be like, Jamarcus Russell, eh? Number one, you say? Hmm, good information. I'd have to see that one. <laughs> uh, they're probably out of business it's now, bit, I guess. It's a little bit poopy. Yeah. I mean, you may not want to touch it. It's been draft in the bathroom in, for like seven years. Upstart. Right. First magazine. I mean, they did pick Kamara number one overall over, you know, the big three or four that's available. Let's uh, Let's talk about Adrian Peterson. Because every single off season, now we get to talk about Adrian Peterson and whatever random freaking team he's playing for. Yeah, but my my take on the Washington Redskins offense has just been a roller coaster ride. I, I was just, you know, I started at the station. This thing's going to be terrible. It's going to be awesome, awful. Then they started putting pieces together, and you see Jordan Jordan Reed's coming back, Darius Geis yes. making an impact. Starts climbing. The guy's injury just ruined again for me. So, Adrian Peterson, not that not exciting whatsoever to me. No, no, no. Um, if if he makes it through camp, yeah. If if um, and if he has any sort of impact, it's going to be for about four hundred ninety yards. I don't see him getting to five hundred this year. I think he could, if they're going true they're running not, back by committee, I mean, P. Yeah. Ryan, P. Ryan's already showed that he doesn't have the dynamic abilities that it, the modern NFL needs, but neither does a 34-year-old Adrian Peterson. Listen, Papal Peterson is has no opportunity. <laughs> like, he's Papal. lost it. It's over. You know, you were, you were an absolute stud, one of the best to ever do it, but at the end of the day, the game's passed you by. Would you would you just retire officially so you become Hall of Fame eligible? No doubt. You start that clock. No doubt because you're not you're probably not even gonna play this year, and everyone's gonna be like, man, I can't believe it took him six ballots to get into the Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. He uh, he didn't didn't play. I mean, he's on a team, but didn't play 2018. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. 
you give me the choice between Rob Kelly, Samaji Pirine, or Adrian Peterson, give me Peterson. I'll take I'll take either of the other two. Give me Peterson. I like Fat Rob, and ain't nothing wrong with a little Samaji. I, I think I go AP just just because if this guy listen, they worked out Orleans Darkwa, who was pretty decent last season. He was not bad. So they work out Darkwa. Uh, they they worked out a couple other guys in Adrian Peterson, and apparently it was an easy decision for them to take Papaw Peterson, PPP, as we like to call him. <laughs> APP, Adrian Papaw Peterson. PPP. I've got a Papaw. I've got a Peterson. Papaw Peterson. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You guys know what I'm talking about then, don't I you? Do, I, I Pineapple do. pizza. Pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. I got pin, a pizza. Pin pineapple pin. Oh, whatever. Or something like that. Pineapple. Yeah, yeah, pin pineapple. Get, pin. get with the YouTube pin times, pineapple. Nick. All right, my you, bad. You, Kennedy's not watching the right stuff on YouTube. You got to get her on the, the pineapple pin train. Right. It makes no sense. I'll show you later. All right, all right. Thanks for filling me in. I, I'll show you later. Make sure you give some to Jay. <laughs> well, what? No, no fantasy impact for arms. I'm going to give him a chance to kick in 1000 yards 500 yards I'm going to give him a 1000 if they play him Adrian Peterson with the great rebound behind a solid Washington Redskins line 200 and 56 carries you were, it, to get a 1000 yards one you will need 500 thousand, carries to get a 1000 yards this year 1001 yards you know what if, if Jay if Jay Gruden walked up to AP first in the locker room like how I'm going to give the rock to you 500 times this year. He probably like this greatest decision. I mean, you can't knock that AP is confident. Can't knock that he's a lifetime football player. Dude would try to do that when he was 55. Yeah, he's much less 34. I'm going to go the other way because from what I've saw in him, it appears he's got a lot more quit in him than he used to have. <laughs> so I, I can see he was he was more pissed. Well, whatever. In New Orleans. But whenever they're, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to give you the rock 500 times. Did he kill it? You know what? I think I'm going to retire. <laughs> he, he killed it in Arizona for a few games. Like, I swear, somewhere in a park right now sits Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore at one of those outside park chess tables. No, I'm going to play longer than you. Like, I don't think so. I'm definitely going to play longer than you, little Peterson. Frank Gore is old enough to be his dad. I, mean, I think Frank Gore is only a year too older, I think. God, but. it seems like it's so much longer. But it could be because, you know, AP was, like, truly elite for so long. And Gore just kind of right. trailed off Truck. as time went. Yeah, he trucked along. Yeah, Emmett Smith retired, and Peterson's like, I'm still going, bro. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> Troy Aikman, he retires. You know, then Montana and... I, I, it's got to be rough with Peterson after Dante Culpepper left the <laughs> left the Vikings. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it was hard on him when Gus Farrat left. It was, <laughs> it was just tough. Like uh, right after Frank Tarkenton retired, it was it was terrible for downhill him. Downhill for Peterson, you know. <laughs> Frank, come back, please. <laughs> uh, People are like, you know, he didn't play with any of those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, We're just kind of off on tangents. I don't know. Kind of, kind of feels like he did. Just saying. But we got a good episode. That's that's the most cliche thing in podcast and radio history. We've got a great episode for you today. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably going to suck a little bit. 
This it's might, the last of the top ten, though. Is this going to be the second worst one episode? Yeah, well, I, I think we can outdo ourselves. <laughs> okay. I think this... Um, well, we're going to Adrian Peterson this We can one-up ourselves and make this the single worst podcast of all time. We're, we're, we're off to a good start. We're Adrian Peterson in it. Well, That's Chad, what we're uh, going to do. You showed up, so we're definitely off to a good start. I haven't been saying anything over here. I know. Exactly. And the episode That's, is lacking because of that. You're the fire that carries this thing, Adrian. Uh, I, I'm watching this fire burn this thing to the ground is what I'm doing. So, so what you're saying, Barker, Let's do is it. when you win your uh, your fantasy championship at the end of the season, you're going to be going, Yo, Adrian, we did it! Why don't you quit yelling? There's kids asleep next I, door. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Next door in a different house. There's kids sleeping. You're a terrible person. <laughs> Stop listening to our old podcasts. Freaking weirdo. Are we actually recording right now? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. What, is that why you haven't been talking? He's <laughs> like, man, are we just why doing then? some mic tests? Just what uh, I enjoyed y'all talking about, Fran Tarkin. Mic test Dick. one. Who's some other Viking? Nah, we don't need to stray away on the Viking quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, let's. What's your What's your odds on Le'Veon Bell actually joining the Steelers pre prior to Week One? Mm. When, when is when's Le'Veon Bell just going to show up in Steelers camp? I don't know. I, I, I he doesn't have much reason to right now. So. Over under four days prior to the last preseason game. Under. I think he reports the day before Week One. <laughs> I think he could too. Yeah, the day before Week One, mm. he he pops in and still be the best player on the team. Right. Let's, uh, real quick, before we dive right into defensive backs, our top ten rankings, I want to kind of put out a little disclaimer. Go through a few names of preseason. So far, we're midway, halfway through preseason, and I want to just touch on some preseason darlings and uh, tell you whether to buy or sell or stay away. Mm -hmm. Right now, the passing leader in the NFL for the preseason is Nate Sudfeld. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna go no hard pass. Hard if pass. you own Carson Wentz, you might want to pick him up because he's probably gonna play the first couple games because Nick Foles is hurt. Uh, doesn't mean you keep him, but if you if you're a if that's you're a why Wentz I have owner, a backup right quarterback right right, right a starting right. caliber backup quarterback, not Nick Sudfeld. Yeah, Nate, I'll just roll with my bye week Nate, guy. Nate, here's some more preseason Nate, leaders Nate, at the Nate's. quarterback position: Tyler Bray, Colt McCoy. Chase Daniel, Geno Smith, Joshua Dobbs. Okay, so... Uh, you just named two Tennessee quarterbacks. I there. did. It's preseason. <laughs> well, um, that's the only time they get to play, Chad. <laughs> preseason. Stay stay away Stay away from these guys. They are dominating them. Don't, uh, don't let preseason get you all, all worked up. Chris Warren of Oakland is the leading rusher in preseason. Dude's followed, good. Followed by Gus the Gummy Gator Edwards. By the way, I want, real quick, I'm going to say about Chris Warren... Our other, um, as a Raiders fan, our other running backs suck. Why are we talking about possibly letting him go? Like, no. Aver- averaging 6.3 eclipse. I son. don't care if he's averaging five. Again, like, he's, he's playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games. And it's probably better than Marshawn Lynch would do right now. He's almost averaging 100 yards a game. I think he's the game. only person who thinks that. I don't understand why. No, I just don't think that uh, Lynch or Martin are any good anymore. Like, I don't know if Warren's going to be any, anything at all, but. I'd rather see Jalen Rashard take the rock myself. There's a lot of names I've never seen on them rushing stats. Just just a lot. 
So don't, yeah, don't, uh, don't buy into this unless you think that Jake Kumaro of Green Bay, the top wide receiver in this year's preseason so far. Aaron Rodgers really likes Kumaro, though. We've been talking about Kumaro all offseason. Have we? No, I've never heard of him. I think, oh. No, Aaron Rodgers does like Jake I was really scared. That one actually has a legit chance. He's going to make the team as I – he was a seventh. Yeah, he may have been un, undrafted, but I mean, little slot guy always has a chance to make a Green Bay office. I mean, he's just very Trent Taylorish, very, you know, Danny Amendola like, very, very, very. Get very. it? If there is somebody from preseason that you should be paying attention to, James James Washington. I knew he's going to say that. Dude's killing it. Actually, let me rephrase that. I knew you were going to say I just knew you were going to change the way you were saying it. I was like, James. James! (laughs) James! Ow! But yeah, he's he's actually killing it and looking like a a potential star in the league just from the eye test. I digress on the defensive backs we go. Can I get some intro music? Arms was you asked yourself the weirdest question. Arms was doing some system of a down earlier. I'm like making coffee. He's like, why do they always Singapore? Singapore. Singapore. Byob. Solid song. Sure. Nick shaking his head. He's like, it's new Dave Matthews band. Mm-mm. <laughs> Never heard of it. All right, here we go. Top ten defensive backs starting out. Uh, you know, this is the best way I can keep track of numbers. So I'll start out. With myself. You're going to bring it here this morning? Yeah, I'm going to start it off. My number one is none other than Adrian Peterson. No, wait. That's not right. Defensive backs. Defensive backs. On the other side. Adrian Peterson comes uh, in at my number one. Other side of the football. Oh, wait a second. Can Adrian, can he play defensive back for the Redskins? At one point, I believe he would have been a stud defensive back, but no. Very possible. All right. Number one to me. I hate to do this because I know one guy out there that's going to be extremely happy with my selection because he was extremely happy with my selection at linebacker because it's a freaking Falcon. But Keanu Neal is my number one overall defensive back. Reason being, you've got youth. You've He's 23. Dude's already put up two top 10 seasons. Actually came in at number two last season. And I, I don't see him slowing down. Keanu Neal is an absolute animal. Consistency. I mean, double-digit points in nearly every single game. And I just like him. The guy I have possibly right there with him is getting a little long in the tooth, a little older. And I'll get to him next. But Keanu Neal, to me, you cannot go wrong if you draft him as your first overall defensive back on the board. He's putting up the points. He's giving you double digits every game. He's 23. No injury history whatsoever. Keanu Neal, baby. Number one. Falcons ruling my IDP rankings. Never heard of her. Here's here's what I'll say about Keanu Neal being number one. If you're you're in a startup dynasty, go go ahead. Go ahead. But for 2018, really, really my guy, my number one's not much older. Uh... I like Landon Collins. I mean, what he's done in the league, 84 tackle, solo tackles, 100 tackles, 78 last year, and he was hurt on the outside, on the, on the back side of the season. Going out the door, he only played very sparingly. 
So if you give him three more full games on a terrible team, on a, on a terrible team, it was terrible. tough. Tough to motivate a Landon Collins, and there was a lot of dysfunction on that defense. I mean, it, it, whether it came down from the coaching staff or it was his little tussle with what a, each and every cornerback on that team, there was a lot of dysfunction on the Giants last year. I think Landon Collins rebounds from a very good, a very good 2017. But it was below Landon Collins' uh, expectations. I think he's your number one, number one uh, defensive back because he plays the game like a linebacker. The guy's not scared to come down the line, hit anyone, cover anyone. He'll cover tight ends. He'll hit. He'll he'll come after the quarterback if you ask him to blitz. Landon Collins is just a stat accumulator. He, acc- he accumulates all kinds of stats. What, what's the word? What's the word you were stuck on last week? So we can use that when we need to. <laughs> I'm not telling you if you can't extrapolate. extrapolate. <laughs> all right, you're welcome. But when you when you take those three games that he missed and extrapolate those, I mean, he didn't miss three. He, he played like a played minute and a half in one. I think he yeah. dressed for the. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I, I I've always loved Landon Collins. Uh, the guy just plays the game with a mean streak. They're going to be on a good team next year. And here's the other thing I look at when I'm looking at my safeties slash DBs. How good's that linebacking core? Giants linebacking core is still unsettled. It, Not it, very good. It got a lot better with Alco Ogletree, though. And when it, it it did, but it's still unsettled. And when I looked at Keanu Neal versus Landon Collins, I went with Landon Collins because of the uh, because of the linebacking core primarily. Because Keanu Neal has Deion Jones just eating up tackles in front of him. That was the only reason I put Landon Collins at number one. Valid. Well, I mean, I would like to talk about my number one. His name's Landon Collins, but there's really not a lot I can say that Chad hasn't already. <laughs> I mean... Other than you have a man crush on him. Oh, dude, I love Landon Collins. The only thing I'm going to say is I think Ogletree being there somehow helps him a little bit. You think it's more of a helper than a Yeah, hurt? I think it's more of a help than a hindrance. Now, is he going to get back to 100 tackles, 100 solo? Probably not. But, you know, I, Landon Collins is the kind of guy he's going to be over 100 total from here on out. He's only 24 years old. He's only going to get better. And that team's probably going to be playing with a whole heck of a lot more leads this year. Yeah, at least but they're going to be competitive. If anything, if it doesn't affect, like, the game flow – just them being in games is going to help his competitiveness on the field. He's going to want to go hit somebody. Landon Collins is the best run support outside linebacker in the league. He just happens to play safety. <laughs> and that's why you need to go <laughs> grab him, steal him. And, 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 I don't know and about IDP. that. I'm, I'm stretching on that a little bit. But he, he is great at run support um, and just an absolute tackle monster. You don't see a lot of 10 tackle games out of safeties. You do out of Landon Collins. Bingo. Oh, Landon. Landon, Landon's not my number two. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I have a man crush on a guy named Rashad Jones. And the only reason he wasn't at number one is because he is getting a little older. He's 30. Not a big deal. Uh, but if you not are, a huge deal. Not a huge deal at all. But if you are going into dynasty startups and you've got the option of, of drafting, to you know, there's three guys to me that are super close together. And out of those three, Rashad Jones is the oldest. I'm giving him the number two spot because I do have a man crush on him. He did average two more points a game than any other defensive back on the board last season. That can't be discounted. I mean, this guy has the potential to put up a 25-point game. 
which he did do in the towards the end of the season last year against the Patriots. He can win games for you. He is a tackle machine. He does have big play capability. He has picked off passes up in upwards of four and five per season here and there. Uh, he'll throw in a couple sacks, pass defenses. Rashad Jones is not just a tackler, not just a hitter. He's a complete defensive back. And for that reason, no matter the age, I have to put him at number two, right behind Keanu Neal and right ahead of somebody we may have talked about. Nitto with what? his number two. Well, I'm going to talk go ahead. about Rashad real quick. He's not my number two, but the one thing you can say if you, you kind of look down the stats, he's averaging 100 tackles per 16 games. The only complaint I have is that, as you said, he is 30, and that's the reason I don't have him, you know, at my two. And not to not to allude to where I have extrapolate, Mister Rashad Jones. Ooh, smells like alcohol in here. But he's a little further down, but for a different reason. And I'll give it to you whenever I get there. But my my number two is Keanu Neal. We already said it. Youth, proving it on the field. The guy is just a dynamic playmaker in the secondary, who's not afraid to come down and join the linebacking core and run support. I mean, that's what you want out of a top five, top ten safety in this league. Keanu Neal check marks all the boxes from an athletic standpoint, smart standpoint, uh, schematic standpoint there in, Schematics. In, in, in Atlanta. But, I mean, to me, he's proven it. He's slowly moved his way up the first couple of years in the league. Now it's time for him to take challenge for that number one position. I think he finishes slightly behind Landon Collins. But I got those two guys kind of up there by themselves. I mean, I'm going to pull one out of our old shows and say he's my 1A. You know, okay. Keanu Neal's hey. my 1A. You got Collins at 1, Neal at 1A. And the thing about Neal is he's probably a little bit better athlete. You know, a little bit faster. He never gets burnt. He's definitely, you know, always right there in solid coverage. You don't have any worries about any part of his game. He is a young, absolute stud. And, you know... I would have him at one all day. I'd be ecstatic to have him at one all day if it wasn't for the you know the fact that Collins has already broke that hundred tackle mark. Uh, I want to see Neil do it before I put him at one by himself. Neil never Keanu Neil never gives you a bad game either. I mean his low his low games are like four tackle games plus a couple other stats, whether it's an assist, a pass deflection, uh, you know however you want to play a tackle for loss. I mean a handful of those, uh, but. The thing, the thing is, he just never gives you a bad game. You gotta love the consistency, but neither, neither does Landon Collins. He, the, Landon Collins gave you some bad games at the end of last year, like you said, nagging injury combined with how bad that team was. We've talked about the whole boom bust potential. It's like Collins has a little bit more boom potential. You know, you see him getting yeah. fifteen tackles in a game. Maybe not see that out out of Neil, but Neil's not going to get you one tackle in a game either. Yeah, you know, he's he's going to always put up some stats. I, I like it because I'm looking at it right now, and Keanu Neal does give you that consistency. And Landon Collins does give you that boom. He also had a 20, almost 24-point game last season. So my number three, Landon Collins, can win a game for you, but he can also put up that .75 and 1.50 yeah, at the end at of the point. season. I get that. But, uh, you know, that that still comes into consideration. I'm still taking – I you know, I, I can't look at uh, who's fat Rob Kelly, who's always nicked up and hurt, and, you know, project him. Well, when he does run the ball, he looks pretty good. But, 
Uh, in fact, Rob Kelly never looks pretty good. But <laughs> you, you know where I'm getting at. I, I, I think I have I'm to take some of that you, into. But know, we're, we're comparing to... a very, very average at best running back to a one of the top tier. Safe, yeah. the top Jonathan Cyprian, okay? So he come off a little bit of a bad year. Now he's hurt. We were looking at the draft, back, draft engine magazine. And they had him, uh, you know, in the top ten, and said he's over his injuries, ready to roll. Well, actually, he's out for the season. But but, but we have to. That's that's uh, injuries, the bad point of paper. <laughs> injuries have to be taken into account sometimes, whether they nick you up at the end of the year. It's it's not a bad thing that I'm talking a little down on Landon Collins. He's my one C. I mean, you can't go wrong if you draft him, Jones, or Neal as the first defensive back off the board, in my opinion. Uh, but that's all I'll say about Landon Collins because you two. Landon lovers, ah, Landon Ho, have have talked him up enough. Landon, especially o. especially Nit. I expected Arms to be the one. Well, he literally said basically him. everything I wanted to. So, what else am I going to say? Whatever, I mean, it's whatever, obviously in the college. Whatever draft one, engine but. says. Here, hold on. <laughs> I don't know what it says. So your number three is Landon Collins. It is Landon Collins, and I do want to add: new Giants defensive coordinator James Betcher will play to Collins' strengths as a free defender. Collins and Alec Ogletree will be Big Blue's top tacklers. From quote from Draft Engine magazine, exactly what Arm said. With with you were saying, Alec Ogletree is gonna. Yeah, help. I think Alec Ogletree makes an impact. Yeah, my number three, not Rashad Jones. God dang it, Nit. Can I just do that for the next two guys? I'm just going to say not Rashad Jones. Pass it on to Arps. Not cool. <laughs> now I'm going to go Kevin Byard down in Tennessee. I like the way he, he came along last year. Kind of got into the, the normal rotation Little down there. Homer pick there. Uh, he finished like top five. So it's not a, a – a, to me, I'm not projecting – Rocket time. No, 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 no. It's just a, he's a titan, man. I'm not projecting that – I'm projecting Kevin Byer to, to continue his progression in the NFL. But, again, I'll, I'll get to Rashad Jones when I get to Rashad Jones. But another young guy, proving it over in year two. Mike Vrabel is the coordinator again. Or, or excuse me, Mike, Mike Vrabel comes in as a head coach, very defensive-minded, can come in, free up safeties, put him in good position. That's a, not a bad – not a bad linebacking <laughs> core in Tennessee – but there's no, like, mass tag. You, you got Woodyard, who usually soaks them up. Rashad Evans is is hurt, most likely going to miss. You know, they're number one, their first-round draft pick. I think there could be a ton of opportunities for Kevin Byard on the back end of this Tennessee defense. I, I think they're going to put him in position to be in run support more than in pass, in, in, in a pass defense role. And I just like the way he's projecting. Year one was solid. Year two was get a lot, lot better. Came into the top ten. And year three, I think, is where he takes it over the top with the coach, a defensive-minded coaching staff. There's my defense of Kevin Byard at number three. Well, but, that's indefensible because Rashad Jones beat everybody by, like, 25 points in scoring. Like, two, po- two points a game. Is is nothing to mess with? What is it? Who who says Wu Tang? It ain't nothing to f with Wu Tang, as Wu Tang would say. It ain't nothing to f with. So, I mean, to me, you can't drop the number one uh, last year performer down too far. I know that there's a, a big reason why you're doing it. Who is the number one? Rashad Jones. Oh, okay. Rashad Jones. Okay, okay. I, I, you can't drop him down uh, th- that far because yeah, there's someone another stud that came onto that team potentially, but until. Uh, Jones's numbers start coming down. I, I'm believing him in top three. 
Okay, let me get to it then, because y'all are, y'all are trying to eat me up on on yeah, dropping we're sick of your crap, Nit. Not one guy. You're talking. You're talking Minka, right? Mm-hmm. His running mate. You forget, Raekwon McMillan's back. That linebacker core was horrible last year. Hor- not not bad. Still not going to be that good. Not bad. No, no, no. Let's let's be honest. That linebacker core was horrible last year. Was. I mean, you had guys filling in you like undraftable guys like Mike Hall Mike Hall was relevant in IDP for for five weeks okay yeah Kiko all right you got Kiko on the outside Raekwon McMillan's good Raekwon McMillan's the number one draft pick yeah or, or a, a first round draft yeah. pick Minka Fitzpatrick also a first round draft pick I mean you have two studs coming in that aren't just gonna hey we we pick up that tackle Hey Rashad, you mind? Hey, oh, oh, we missed another tackle. Rashad, you mind picking that up? Oh, we we missed another. One. We blew another opportunity. Mike Hole can't get to the. Mike Hole can't fi- fill this hole. Mike Hole, this. I mean, Rashad Jones has been on some bad teams. You can't take two defensive players based off draft capital and say Rashad Jones is going to suffer because of him. He, no, he's, Mc- he's not dropping him out of the top ten. No, no. I Rashad he's already I, dropped I, him too far. I have, I have, re, you know, I've got reasons as well. You know, the, the same reasons as he, that, that he's not going to be number one. But you just named him. But as I've your got three, him. Right? I've got him as three. That's one A, one B, one C. There, yeah, one A and one B, and then Rashad Jones. Uh, too. Yeah. So since you are killing it, killing me on this, I, I just got to give my. I mean, you have tons, a a, a ton. Of talent on the influx coming into that Miami defense. I mean, Raekwon McMillan is – he was your number one linebacker coming out of college. I like Raekwon. There's just not much or, Excuse else. me, the year before yeah. last, before he, before he tore his ACL. And he's a rookie. He's essentially a rookie. He's essentially year. a rookie, but he's he's a very good rookie. And I think you just – the talent level is going to be – Did he make your top ten? <laughs> yes. Raekwon did? No, 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 no. Uh, I thought Rayquan? you were talking about Rashad. Uh, I, thought <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like Sounds asking. Like just became a, a top tenner. No, because Kiko's there too. I mean, they have two good linebackers there. They have two good linebackers there now. They don't have Mike Hole in Kiko Alonzo. It's Raekwon McMillan All right. in Kiko Alonzo. Right. He's very upset. And Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, all so, right. He's so mad right now. I mean, Kevin Byard has, you know, Wesley Woodyard and – and, uh, you know, a first-round draft Williamson pick coming in. Yeah. The first-round draft that isn't going to play. Just uh, just like – oh, thank you for making my point for me. I love when you do that. So, Rashad Evans isn't going to play just like Raekwon McMillan did last year. That, uh, Kevin Byron's my number two. <laughs> right. Can I resend my number two? I'm going to put – thanks for, for projecting Kevin Byron higher for oh, me. Oh, man. Anyhow. Anyhow, go ahead. Who's your number? I must be the wrong one. <laughs> Who's your four? All right, I'll get right on to it. Number four for me, I'm passing on Nitz, Tennessee guy. And I'm going to take a guy that finished outside the top five. I'm moving him up to four. Sean Davis of Pittsburgh has done nothing but improve his first two years in the league. Dude, this guy, this guy is an animal. Like, I'm telling you right now, Sean Davis is an animal. He, he put up 93 total tackles last season, and, and that was just because they gave him more playing time. It wasn't because he got that much better. In limited playing time, he played about half the snaps in 2016, and he put up 71 tackles 
if you extrapolate that to a full season, <laughs> you're looking you're looking at around he didn't play exactly fifty percent. He played about fifty six percent of the snaps. If you extrapolate those numbers, you're looking at about hundred and thirty total tackles as a rookie from Sean Davis. Now, the next season they gave him more playing time. Still not close to, you know, ninety percent of the snaps either, even. But if you extrapolate his numbers from last season, he's over 100, easily. Over about 110, pushing 115, 120. Sean Davis is an absolute beast. And third year in Pittsburgh, where they do like to give veterans a little more playing time than rookies in most cases, unless you're a wide receiver, uh, Sean Davis is absolutely going to bust out. I would not be surprised if Sean Davis finishes the season as the number one overall defensive back. I would. I would would absolutely be shocked, but I'll get to that in a minute. Also, I'd be shocked. My number four, still not Rashad Jones, but another young guy. Another young guy. Buda Baker played so well down the stretch for me. Then you take Tyron Mathow, the the honey badger. Don't they have a couple good linebackers in Arizona that could really hurt those guys? No. They got some decent ones. Well, I was actually Reddick. thinking about this on the way over here. It's like the quality of a defensive back, fantasy wise, almost has nothing to do with the rest of the defense. It seems like oh, there's 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 continue. There's, That's there, a good there's take. Stud defensive backs that are on terrible defenses, and stud defensive backs that are on great defenses. Just depends oh. on the scheme. The scheme. Yeah, yeah it, it, a lot of it does depend on the scheme. But you it know, I, I I was trying to think. Yeah, what's the common denominator here? And more than anything, it's just talent. It is. It's just talent. It's, it's ta- there is no put him in the right situation. It's the guy's uh, got a great nose for the ball. He's a good athlete, and he gets there. That's it. That is it. That is the only common denominator out of the the top twenty five defensive backs. That's crazy. Rashad Jones might be the most talented defensive back in the league. Let's not get carried away. That's crazy. Let's not get carried away. Oh. Who was I on? Four. Number four, Buda Baker. Thank you. Over the last half of the season. He put up five double-digit, five double-digit point games, one double-digit solo tackle game, which is just insane for a defensive back. And then he was averaging six tackles a game over the back end of the season. I mean, the guy gets the ball again. Honey Badger's gone. It's his secondary to run now in year two. Talk about a year two guy. Look what look at the jump that Keanu Neal had in year two. Look at the jump that Landon Collins had in year two off of a wonderful rookie season. I think Buda Baker showed enough to project into the top five. I love that he's going to be there. I love the linebacker core. I'll talk about the linebacker core, uh, even though we just talked about talent. Buda Baker has the talent. That linebacker core is still a little unsettled there. They're trying to figure out where to play Hassan Reddick. They're going to. They, they there's just a lot of things to, that need to fall into place in Arizona within the front seven. What doesn't have to fall into place is where Buda Baker is going to play, and that's. A strong physical, a strong safety, a physical safety. Come up, get tackles. We'll also play in the uh, play play the pass very well. So I've got to add something for you, and and don't don't be offended. Don't jump in. I assure you, it's not negative. Go ahead. But Buda Baker, number forty nine overall defensive back from last season. Won't you extrapolate Re- those numbers? Reason reason being was he was a rookie without an, a role early on, and I got to give it to Nick. Weeks 10 through 17, mm-hmm. end of the season, when he got playing time, number two overall. Dominated. Absolutely. Do- with consistency. Didn't give you 
He he gave one kind of stinker in there, but it, in all around that, it was eight tackles, eight tackles, eleven tackles. I love Buda Baker. Keep him hot on your radar in IDP formats. The one one issue you you've got with uh, with Buda Baker is they keep bringing in good linebackers. No, they've got other talent around him. They just added what Antoine Bethea, who's not a stud, but you know there's you know some. Some talent there to where he's going to get some tackles. But the, talent. The, but the huge benefit he has, half the field is gone, right? Patrick Peterson will definitely account for half the field. Yeah. So, therefore, he can, he, focus in yeah, on, he, on, he can focus in on reading the quarterback and making the right play. And from what we've seen, he can do it, and he can do it quite efficiently. You know, as you said, last half of the season, number two, I mean, that, those are, that's great numbers. That's I mean, Wu-Tang I, would say it ain't nothing to F with. Yeah, I mean – what what else could you possibly? I will tell you, I left him out of my top ten, but he's right there. You know, he he's not in, in my standpoint. Top, yeah, he he's right there from his talent standpoint. It's just, I give me a more defined role. I've got to see what the rest of that team looks like to to know. You know, if if, if that team's absolutely god awful and people are just running, you know, are those linebackers good enough to make up the difference? You know, make the tackles at the line. Yeah, who's your number four? I, I'm going with Sean Davis. Um, for the reasons Bark said. Going just, who? Sean Davis. Oh, good. Like, <laughs> just, just, anytime anyone agrees with me, I, I, I support it. I, I support Just that. continuing to improve. Uh, the, the catch with him, they did draft, was it Terrell Edmonds? And they added um, Morgan Burnett. Okay. And they lost Mike Mitchell. So, I mean, there is opportunity. So, so you know, they, they do have people who have the potential to help, you know, or to take some of the, the load off Sean Davis. But at the end of the day, he's only getting better. You know, I don't, I don't predict a, an, an Edmonds to come in and you know make, you know, a hundred tackles this year. Yeah. I, and Burnett, yeah. he, he's good. he's good. Burnett's good. He's not great though. So, Never has been great. Correct. He's just been a very solid safety. Correct. I, Davis continues his progression to me and ends up in that you know eighty-five solo tackle range. Yeah. Sean Davis is going to be uh, Sean Davis is going to be their primary tackling uh, safety DB. He's tackling going to be the machine. guy. He's going to be the guy that's more in run support than he is in pass support. Yes, I like it a lot. Number five for me, I'm going. To, I'm going with Kevin Byard. Finally, uh, Nit summed it up. Th- this guy again. He's a guy like Sean Davis that wouldn't overly surprise me if he finished one. It would surprise me a little more than Sean Davis. Because uh, Kevin Byard is a little less, a uh, little less of a tackle machine, and more of a guy that also will pick the ball off. I mean, he's had eight eight interceptions last season. That was hot. That's high. For that a is safety. hot, and and sixteen pass deflections, which is also high for a safety. So I mean, this is not a guy that you can bank on for big tackle, big number games. It's more of a consistency thing. If he doesn't put up a high tackle game. He, pro- he, he has a pass deflection and possibly an interception in there. Uh, he's had a couple fumble recoveries last season. I, Kevin Byard is just, honestly, just a really good player. Not, not, not a pure tackler. Not a, not a Landon Collins. Not a Rashad Jones. This, he's, he's more athletic, agile, and more of a ball hawk. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the deep part of the field. But let's get consistency. You you can yeah. put him at five. I mean, he could only get better. Who knows? He could turn into a tackling machine as soon as this season. I mean, the guy has done nothing but improve. He was not a high pedigree, you know, high draft capital prospect. He was a third rounder, which is great. Um, but, you know, he, he was not drafted to be the captain of that defense. 
but he's slowly earning that role. I love Kevin Byard at the five spot. Yeah, and let's not get too negative on the the whole ball hawk. Like the, it's a good thing oh, to be a, to be a ball hawk. But but year one where he was kind of working his finding his role within that defense. No, didn't have an interception, and then to go to eight, averaging a high, I mean, every other game you're getting an interception. Yeah. I mean, that that's a you cannot expect that. No, but can you expect four interceptions next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think you can. I think I think I write him down for four interceptions. You know, double digit pass defenses. And that's just chipping into however. Again, I'm projected his his total tackles to go up. Right. Again, right now you got Will Compton at, as a projected starting linebacker in Tennessee Woo. due to the due to the Rashawn Evans injury. So there's going to be ta- to me there's going to be tackle opportunities on the back end of that defense. That's why I had him at three uh, over my number five. Let me add one more thing with Byard real quick. Just because I wasn't done, and you, not you, bad, and you stepped right on me with that Jose Cuervo bottle you're spitting into. It smells like pure margarita up in here. I love it. <laughs> but no, Mar- last thing I want to add about Byard, and I'll let Nick get to the to his number five uh, with with Kevin Byard. One of the things I've, we've talked about this off season is don't buy into training camp hype on offense. I think on uh-huh. defense you can buy into training camp hype because I picked Kevin Byard up off waivers last season because they were saying in training camp this kid's going to be a star and when you have a coaching staff saying a guy's going to be a star not saying they're having a good camp not not saying like you know he's doing all the right things he's improved blah 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 they actually said kevin byard is going to be a star prior to the season prior prior to the season so if you're seeing any training camp reports on a guy like buda baker you know saying that he's going to be a star or you know a guy like jordan poyer I should, probably shouldn't have threw him in there. I don't know if anybody's got him in their 10, but saying he looks just as good as he did last season, those, those kind of reports you can buy into. Offense is tricky. Defense, if you if you hear your favorite team's got a guy that's going to be a star, grab him off waivers and just give him a try. Give him a tryout. Give him, give him a tryout. And kind of give, to, give a, to back that up, give a pause to the top 10. I mean, whenever you're hearing a guy's making plays on offense, you're making a play here and there. You you made a great play in camp. Yeah, one or, one or two this. per game. Yeah. But, or uh, per scrimmage. Yeah, but, but typically when they're talking about this guy's look great on defense in training camp, it's – consistency being around the ball more than one or two not times. making mistakes on defense so that's why that's the difference in buying into camp hype defensively uh versus versus camp hype on the offensive side is usually coaches are praising consistency no mistakes and that's what keeps you on the field in the nfl much like this my number five has for the last like eight years which is finally rashad jones have some draft engine hot fire net just used to lead up to that. <laughs> some, some. I'm finally gonna get to Rashad Jones. I, I'm trying. I didn't. I don't think I disrespected him putting him at five. There's I a lot made, of good players. I made an analysis of what's gonna happen in Miami. I believe in Minka Fitzpatrick helping that defense, hurting Rashad Jones IDP was. I think Raquan McMillan is a great player. He's going to be a star in this league once he gets a full year of NFL uh, experience under his belt. Again, I said a few shows ago, I liked Miami's defense when I thought it was just a dumpster fire last year. I mean, they again, Mike Hole was starting at middle linebacker. So I think, again, the influx of talent, the influx of talent 
this year is going to hurt Rashad Jones. IDP, but he's still a top five, safe, a safe top five. Once again, same. That's where I'm going. Same so reasoning I on him. I, I that's but just couldn't couldn't drop him that far for me. Um, my five is going to be Jordan Poyer. Speaking hey. of the name you just mentioned, uh, talked about Buda Baker being one of the best over the last uh, last half of the season. Literally tied in points with Jordan Jordan Poyer. Uh, Jordan Poyer. Jordan uh, Poyer. He milled around a little bit in Cleveland, did nothing. Uh, finally gets an opportunity with the Bills to you know step into a full time starting role, and passes with flying collars. I mean, fifteen games, he had sixty three tackles and thirty two uh, thirty two assists. A ridiculous. 13 pass defenses last year. I mean, Poyer, little, little Kevin Byardish. Poyer has, you know, kind of made that – he's put it all together. And there was really no point last year to where he hurt you. You know, there was there were some games that weren't spectacular, but there was no points during the entire season that he hurt you. He has potential to get those double-digit games, but for the most part, he's going to usually keep you over five, six, seven points. You can't ask for a whole heck of a lot more out of, out of a defensive back. No, I guess not. I, I like Poyer. I, I I'm so on the fence about him, but I'll get on to my uh, my number six now. It's not it's not Jordan Poyer. It's actually uh, an older fella, one that you can bank on. This is a a lock for top ten production. The upside might not be as high as some of the other guys, um, but Devin McCourty of New England, a decimated New England defense. Uh, Devin McCourty year in year out puts up solid numbers. All across the board, we're talking pass deflections, a couple picks. Uh, you know, he's been known to get a sack here and there. He's just a pillar of consistency, and honestly, he's only gotten more consistent over the years. You can absolutely bank on him to push 90 total tackles most seasons. And to me, somebody that's that sure of a pick for you, you've you've got to take him because after the guys we just named. The drop-off kind of happens. I mean, you you don't have the potential for number one overall once you get past those first five defensive backs that we've named. So you're right one. after that, you got your defensive back, your default defensive back one if you missed out on one of the elite, Devin McCourty. There's nothing wrong with going into your uh, draft with Devin McCourty being your first defensive back off the board. And for that reason, I have to put him right there at six. He's solid. He's going to give you consistency. You're getting six to ten points a game, and uh, as Wu Tang would say, it's nothing f with. And in New England, you just waited. I've I've always waited for Patrick Chung to come out and have a breakout season. He's just never done it. But who's been there to add that consistency that you're talking about? It's Devin McCourty, and and year in year out, he's at least a top fifteen guy. Usually projecting higher than that. And you, nothing to uh, – no reason to not expect him to be right or, it, within the top ten. Uh, I left him out, but he's one of those guys, again, top 15, easy for me. Uh, he just doesn't have, for me, that star potential to go that high. My number six is Sean Davis, a guy you guys both had in your top five. And y'all y'all alluded to it. I mean, he, he might be the most dynamic, the most athletic player on that defense. That's why I got him at six. I mean, he he's projecting well. He play didn't give you any duds last year. Uh, gets the ball, makes plays in the secondary. Nothing else to say other than what you already summed up, uh, Mister Davis. Right. Six is Bayard for me. Uh, 
for all the reasons we've already discussed. Bayard has, you know, tremendous upside, uh, has found his niche, and he's just continuously improving. Still, you know, only 25 years old. You know, he's got several years of top flight production, and I've seen no reason for him to not continue. Look how fast we got through six. That's where, see, you, you got that. This yeah, is where the drop-off kind of happens because there's a little less to say about some of these guys. But I'm excited. I'm excited about my number seven. My number seven I is a young to. guy, a young guy, not, not already mentioned. First mention, first time in the top ten, Jamal Adams of the Jets. Uh, high pick, first round, arms is over here with the face on. He was I, he was getting ready to go him, I think. But uh, Jamal Adams, he's young. His draft capital is high, sixth overall pick last season. And no big deal, he did finish uh, in the top 25 last season. Uh, so you project what he did as a rookie coming into his second season. I mean, he had 84 total tackles as a rookie, six pass defenses. This guy has Bayard potential. He has Landon Collins potential. He could be a tackler. He could be a finesse guy running around the field deflecting passes. He can throw in a couple sacks. I think this guy's the total package, and yeah. I think you have to hop on the uh, bandwagon now if you expect to get him at a fair price because after this season, uh, I expect him to, to go at top 10 prices because I got him in my top 10. Seven, Jamal Adams. Boom. And if, again, top 25 last year, but if you look at Keanu Neal, Landon Collins, Kevin Byard, Rashad Jones, if you look at their year one to year two, Every one of them took a big leap. And in the in the NFL, you have to be able to adjust to the speed of the game. Everyone's fast around you. Everyone's – most of the time, unless it's the Miami Dolphins defense of last year, everyone around you is a good tackler. So, Jamal Adams has – he's a physical freak. Uh, there were some issues with his combine 40 last year, but who puts that in there? He, he, he's, he's quick. He's fast. He's agile. Uh, doesn't – I, I think this is his year. I think he's another year two guy that's going to take a leap, and you can project him into the top ten. I got him a little later, to be quite honest, but not my, not here, not now. My number seven is Tyron Matt, the Honey Badger, Tyron Mathel going to Houston. He's going to be a full time guy. I, I mean, they in Arizona he was always being slotted into the nickel every now and again, would play safety, even experimented with, with at corner. The Houston Texans need safeties. They have a good front seven. You could say a great front seven with J.J. Watt in there if he's going to be healthy all year. Jadavion Clowney, your boy at linebacker, Bernardrick McKinney. I mean, they have That's a – That's not my boy. No, not – no, Oh, Zach. Yeah, Zach Cunningham. Your boy Zach Cunningham and Bernardrick. That's, that's a, two good linebackers. But Honey Badger knows how to get to the ball. Honey Badger don't give a – the Honey Badger, to me, he, in his M.O. in college, his M.O. in the NFL has been he makes plays. He's a guy who's going to chip in 65 tackles to me with, and he's going to create some fumbles. He's going to get an interception here and there. The guy does it all. I have to have him in my top ten if I, in a full-time safety role. That's why I'm going Tyron Mathel, number seven for me. Just on the outside for me, old Honey Badger. I do like him there. I'm going back to your boy Jamal Adams for seven. Hey. Um, as you said, as a rookie, 64 tackles and 20 assists. I mean, the guys, he gets past defenses, you know, forced fumbles. First year in the league 
if that offense on the other side improves just a little bit and they have a few leads, it's just more opportunities for him. And, oh, by the way, a little bit more of experience for a guy like this who's got pretty much all the measurables, you know, he, he's just going to continue to progress. And you're, you're right, buy him now because in a year he's going to be out of your price range. You're not going to want to pay the price it takes to get Jamal Adams as a defensive back. That's right. Now. He's going to be moved off the clearance rack and oh. into the full, the full shebang a bang at target. Ba-boom. shebang a bang at target. bang I, I think he is going to be a guy. You're, you're absolutely right. But right now, you almost have to overpay for him. I mean, you, you do. You have to, you'll probably have Com- to pay compared top. Compared to his stats from last season, yes. Yeah. So when you overpay, you, you're banking on him taking that jump. Which hopefully he does, and I and I'm I'm excited again. Seven through ten might be the most exciting part of this episode for me because I love once you get past the proven's. You know, we know Landon Collins, we know Rashad Davis. Uh, most people that play IDP know Sean Davis. Uh, we know Keanu Neal. These these are big household names. And then once you get to Jamal Adams, he was a household name last year at rookie draft time but it kind of became forgotten about because he didn't put up that top 10 finish in his rookie year. And here we go again at number eight with youth, with major, massive upside, ready to see arms shake his head and roll his eyes again. Eddie Jackson is my number eight. Whoa. <laughs> Look at arms. Eddie Jackson. I, I don't have him. Oh, okay. all right. Oh, I'm now, happy about he's this. he's close, but I don't have Eddie Jackson, but I love it. I love Eddie Jackson. It, oh, I there, love him too. There's one thing to say. It, you, pull up any player you're gonna you're gonna draft, and if you see that they went to college at Alabama and they're a safety, they're probably going to produce good numbers. It's gonna be pretty decent, yeah. And, and Eddie Jackson had a really good first year, and I I I will give credit where credit is due, kind of, because I don't remember exactly who it was. I want to say our buddy Chris Williard in one of our leagues, who also does a little little work for Sleeper Wire, uh, told me last season before the season started look out for eddie jackson and i was like alabama eddie jackson that that couldn't be a you know that wasn't a first round draft pick which mostly alabama safeties end up being first rounders like i'm not i'm not looking out for eddie jackson like he's okay okay prospect no my our homie was right eddie jackson looks like a future star in the league in my opinion and like i said once you get past those first five or six uh, after Devin McCourty, who's your lock to be a good starter, you got to start going with the high upside. And Eddie Jackson has that high upside. He can do it all. I Just like, uh, who were you just mentioned flying around the field? He, he instantly brought me uh, Buddha? Kevin Byard. Oh. No, Honey Badger. Yeah, uh, a little Tyron Mathow. Or, yeah, a little Tyron Mathow. Like you, you were talking about him, and the comparison just sounded very Kevin Byardish. Like he can do a little bit of everything, he can ball hawk, he can tackle. Uh, that, that's Eddie Jackson to me. Eddie Jackson could be this year's Kevin Byard, in my opinion. Pass support yes, mixed in with solid tackling technique. Yeah. I mean, is it going to miss it whenever it's in front of him? Eddie Jackson's an athlete, and I, and I think he has the potential to, to rise up the board, and I'm going to use that number eight ADP position from the Bark Bank to use on Eddie Jackson because – there is nothing wrong with starting him as your second or third defensive back. And I he, love Eddie Jackson. He might be the only defensive back last year that had two touchdowns. 
He had a forced fumble recovery for a touchdown and interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, and that may seem fluky, but Rashard Jones does it every year. He a pick six every year out of that guy, and it's talent. And I think Eddie Jackson has that kind of talent. You got to be able to take it to the house too. Absolutely, but man, my, that that was kind of exciting. That my, was. It is exciting. Like, I, I love Eddie Jackson. But IDP, I'm like, man, baby. I'm going to get just tore apart if I put Eddie Jackson in my top ten. So IDP, I'm keep my mouth shut. nothing more exciting than than going with that youth on the defensive side of the ball in IDP. She said she looked like Janet Jackson. Looked more like Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. <laughs> Freddie Jackson. My uh, so my name's not as exciting. It's a guy we've already mentioned. It's Jordan Poyer. I got him falling down. I, where where it's at for me uh, on Jordan Poyer is yeah he put it together last year, but he also doubled his best season. Um, I, I, a little I scary. Think, a little scary. It's a little scary to project. Expect it. it, it it's, it's hard to extrapolate. It's hard to extra. It's hard to expect it again. But then again, what's in Buffalo? You know, what do you have there? And he's got not a lot behind him, quite frankly. So he's going to be the starter. Expect him to get that 60-plus solo, be around 85 to 90 total tackles. That's enough consistency to throw him in the conversation in top 10. We all have him in our top 10 just based on his projection last year. He's a guy, we're talking about guys who could play into the top five. I think he's a guy who's just going to be outside looking into the top five, right around 10. It was even hard for me to put him at eight just based on the inconsistency of a career. You know, I, I think he was more starting safety by default last year. He did do a lot with it, obviously. You know, he turned that that opportunity into production. But how long is that gonna how long is that gonna last? And he was hot to start the year. I mean the guy was on fire to start the year, kinda tailed off towards the end. So to me, he Jordan was, Poyer, he was top number, ten. But. He was number four in the second half, though. Yeah, but you know, like that's that's where I went with. Like he he never hurt you. He was he hot never start hurt the you. year. Yeah, and then I mean he didn't finish the year probably as, as strong, but it was darn close. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not killing the guy. I'm not killing the guy. It's just it's hard to take a guy who was just a backup for his first four or five seasons. Gets his starting role is very good, very good, and just projected to be that way the rest of his career. To me, he's the first guy on this list that's buyer beware. You know, to me, he's more of a high upside DB two in a league. I'd rather look at him at a DB two and be like, man, I'm killing it, uh, than have him as my number one defensive back. But not again, not killing the guy. The guy puts up stats. He's going to have the opportunity again in Buffalo again. Uh, going to be on the field a ton, so not to, again, not taking him out of my top ten right there at eight. They also have Micah Hyde on the other side, you know, as the other safety spot, which is capable. You know, so I, I will give you that. You know, it's, it's not like he's the only game in town with talent on, you know, in the defensive backfield. Can I add one more thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, they, brought, they brought in the middle linebacker. Yeah, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a beast at linebacker, but they've. I mean, that guy has defensive back speed. Yeah, the and he, 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 little undersized for an NFL middle linebacker. But again, it's year one. He's just a rookie. Should put on weight. Continue to grow into an NFL, a true NFL body. Uh, but but again, there's a little more talent in the Buffalo linebacking core that could hurt safety tackle production on the back end. I mean, you can't get a lot more tackles than Preston Brown does every year, though. Uh, that's that's the argument there. I mean, Preston Brown was an absolute stud year in and year out. I think Tremaine Edmonds is is a better athlete and 
career-wise will have a better career than Preston Brown did or has, has so far. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Poyer's done it with a stud linebacker. I mean, why not do it with another stud linebacker? I mean, that's the reason I have him a little bit higher. And my number eight, I'm going to go with another Alabama linebacker. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Another Alabama linebacker. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, uh, ha ha. Clinton Dix. He's he's been there before. He's been a top ten safety before. And guess what? He gets back this year. Nobody on the defensive side. He actually loses Morgan Burnett, but he gets Aaron Rodgers back on the other side of the field. Yeah. So he gets to be playing with some more leads in theory, most likely some more leads. Throwing it around a little so more the, interception, pass defense opportunities. Yes, the opposition's going to have to throw it some more. So you, Clinton Dix has had, you know, in consecutive years, 71, 83, 62, and 65 solo tackles. You know, doesn't put up a lot of numbers on the assists, but, you know, he does quite well in pass defense um, and usually puts in, you know, two or three interceptions every year. I mean, Clinton Dix has that the upside to be a top five guy. I don't think he's number one material, not at this point in his career. I mean, he's still young at only twenty five, but you know what? I, I love ha ha Clinton Dix to to finish inside that top ten. That's the reason I've got him at eight. The whole thing, again, I think the the reason, and I hate to make this the the theme of my projections, but the reason his tackle, the, straight up, the reason his tackles went down in two thousand eighteen or two thousand seventeen. Was Blake Mart the emergence of Blake Martinez, a good middle linebacker, soaking up tackles? If the tackle, if the running back doesn't get to the the third level of the defense, there isn't a tackle to be made. There's not a stat to be made. That's why how Clinton Dix is. Uh, that's why his his project his tackles went down. And See, I attribute that more to Aaron Rodgers not being there to be playing leads. That's that's me. All right, Aaron Rodgers ain't playing defense. No, he's not. Yeah, but he gets defense opportunities. <laughs> Here's my last excited young guy to round out my top ten because the the next guy is going to be a little less exciting. I was going to say, but, what are you talking about? We're on nine. But, okay, go ahead. Right. Number nine for me, I'm going with Buda Baker. I'm a believer, just like Nit. The opportunity's there. He's going to have every single chance to succeed and put up massive numbers, and I think he will. I think over the last half of last season, he showed exactly what he can do when given the opportunity. And 2018 is nothing but opportunity for Buda Baker. Number nine, high ups, high upside guy. If you can grab him, by all means grab him. And I think you can. I think you can get him probably middle of the draft, maybe a little later. And he, he's a starter. He's a guy you can bank on and start. So if you got lucky and landed any one or two of the guys we've already named, and, and you add Buda Baker, your defense is off to an absolutely roaring start. I love Buda Baker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I love Buda Baker too, Adam, at, at four. Uh, my, my number nine, my number nine is Jamal Adams, a guy we already talked about. I think he is going to project from the top 25 guy from a DB2 to a DB1 this year with an opportunity. Guy has the, the athletic ability that I, to go into the top five. You have to have him in your top 10. Jamal Adams is going to be a superstar in this league. Um, he's going to have all the opportunity in the world with the Jets. Uh, we've we've talked about him enough, but I like Jamal Adams. Who doesn't? And at they this also point, have right? Deron Lee in front of him. Who? Not a good linebacker. Not a good There's guy. not very good linebackers in in New York. Still young and improving. Man. All right, I was making the case for Raquel McMillan. It's basically the same guy. Uh, 
right, but, but he didn't have Mike Hole. <laughs> There's yeah, not going to be a Mike Hole in front of him, like missing every op- tackle opportunity I, I possible. You. I got you. Like basically, I think Rashad Jones was like him and Mike Hole's feet were tied together for the first part. He was just dropping guys like Mike Hole missed the tackle. All right, Rashad, get it. Anyway, that's my creeping <laughs> up to the line a lot is what you're saying. Being sucked to the line of scrimmage. My number nine is a guy who's, you know, came off some some pretty rough injuries before, been, you know, missed some time, and uh, been a top ten guy as well. Um, plays in a defense that he's familiar with. He's getting a little bit older, okay? He's, he's 29 already, um, but he's on a team that, in theory, should have a few more leads this year in Kansas City, and it's Eric Berry. Eric Berry, whenever he came out, which this is years ago. It was like seven years ago whenever he comes out of college. You know, he looked like the absolute most can't-miss safety to come out in, you know, the previous 10 years. Yeah, he did. You know, look like an animal. And whenever he's on the field, he is that guy. I mean, pass defense monster. Um, Ends up with, you know, not an overwhelming. He's not a 100-tackle guy, but ends up, you know, in that 60, 70-tackle range quite often. But, you know, whenever you figure in he's getting two, three, four interceptions a year, you know, adding in a a forced fumble here and there, and, you know, all of his past defenses nearly reaching double digits most years. I mean, Eric Berry has has tremendous upside, not always in, in just the tackle game, but he's more than a capable, tack, capable tackler. Capable tackler. I'm going to round out the top ten with Jordan Poyer, and that's I, I all would, I got to say. I couldn't say anything because I was, like, teared up over it here over Eric Berry. He, he was my man crush coming out of Tennessee. The guy came yeah. back from cancer, and I think he can come back just fine from an Achilles injury. Achilles isn't going to hurt. Achilles doesn't scare me because he is resilient, absolutely positively resilient. He's a leader. He wants to be on the field in Kansas City. Shouldn't shy away from Eric Berry. Top 10 maybe is, to me, a little bit of a high projection, but absolutely a DB too. So back to 10, I'm, I'm just rolling with Poyer. I would love to put Eric Berry there, but I am a little worried. And, and Poyer was the number three overall guy last season. I think it was unexpected. I think it could be fluky, but I don't think a top 10 finish for him is out of the question uh, for a second year in a row. And that's why I got him right at 10. Uh, to me, he's a very safe pick. I don't know that he'll finish that high, but I don't think that he'll finish any lower than 10. So safety guy. Jordan Poyer, not a big name, not flashy, but he did do enough last season. Uh, oddly enough, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how, the, how he did it because the tackle numbers didn't blow you away. Uh, it was the pass defenses and the interceptions. Without those, you know, he wouldn't have been sniffing top five, and, and I can't bank on him getting those kind of numbers again like Kevin Byard. I think Byard's more of a talent. Uh, Jordan Poyer, right place, right time. Bingo. And, and hopefully he continues it to put up top 10 seasons. I think uh, you could expect him to be have be the right guy, right opportunity again. I mean, he's yeah. not going to lose yeah. his starting job after last year. My number 10 is a guy that just ain't on the radar anywhere. I got to get into this, man. Oh boy. However, when you take the final from week 10 on, after the Rams bye week to the end of the season <sighs> – I know who this is. My boy, John Johnson, was a top 10 DB in IDP formats. The guy, hey, I got him at 10. He, that's what he was. He was the, the 10th best safety in IDP formats in 2017 as a rookie. As a rookie. And then if there, you, you look at that team as a whole, if there's a soft spot in the Rams, on the Rams squad, it's at linebacker. Again, 
they're losing talent there. Mark Barron is more of a safety playing middle linebacker. Yeah, so he that, has so that's going to hurt John Johnson. And, and they're bringing in a Corey Littleton. I mean, there there is a lot to be scared of on that Los Angeles linebacking core. I think that leaves opportunity for John Johnson. Now, not only was he the top ten guy over the last uh, nine or ten weeks of the season, uh, but he was also he never left the field. He, Whenever they're in goal line, he was their goal line safety. Any sub package, he was on. He stays on the field. His snap count is basically a hundred percent over the course of the, the last half of the season. There's no. I know he's off the radar. I'm most so excited. Books. I know because I gotta sell him. I gotta sell. Him. But there's no selling him because in the last ten weeks he was a top ten guy. And why not? Why isn't he a rookie going to get better in year two? We already said that. Look at Keanu Neal, Landon Collins, Buddha, um, Rashad Jones. Their first year one to year two, they only got better. Look for look out for John Johnson in 2018. And if you've listened to this show at all this whole offseason, you know about John Johnson from Nip by now. Arms, who you got? He started as a sleeper, and now he's in my top ten. I mean, what more can you say about John Johnson that Niddle hasn't over the last 63 <laughs> episodes? Exactly. <laughs> I mean – I think he'll be fine. I don't have him in my top 10. Um, Outside of mine as well, obviously. I'm going with the Honey Badger at 10, but for all the reasons you said, the guy has a knack. I've never seen a defensive back so devoted to trying to strip the ball. Just he, It doesn't matter if you've got two hands on it. Buda Baker is ripping and tearing to try to get Tired that out. Though. But damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going, arms. We're uh, at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apologize, Tyron Matha. They, they so played. They played together last year. It, it threw me off. Anyways, Tyron Matha, um, his forced fumbles. You know, he ends up with one, but it's an effort every single time. You know, with the amount of effort he puts towards that, it there it's going to go up. You know, he's continuously ripping at the ball. He's a ball hawk. He jumps the pass routes. He's going to get his interceptions. He attempts to make plays. Yes, every it, time he's around the yeah, football. Yeah, th- there's. I mean, it costs him some tackles probably, but he's, you know, he'll be in on the assists here and there. He's not a huge, you know, it, he's not going to get you 100 tackles. He's just not. But at the end of the day, they're going to be playing with more leads in Houston whenever now that they've got the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back. So at, I love his, his new role, his new home, and he's going to be kind of the center point of, of that defense, uh, the defensive backfield. And he's settling into one role. Like I yeah. said earlier, he was playing a little, little, slot corner nickelback however you want to phrase that he is playing free he is playing strong now he he settles into one role in houston behind and is able to sit there make plays know where he's got to be not have to change assignments throughout a game he's just going to be a starting safety i think that that's going to help him i mean it's a it, it becomes a, the support game right he he's the one who's trying to rotate over to help the the cornerback and that you know if the guy's covered he gets to jump the route Instead of him being the cornerback and, you know, having to worry about getting that pass defense, he's going to get the interceptions a little bit more. Uh, when the corner's got someone held up, he's going to go over and strip the ball. Instead of, you know, once again, him continuously changing the roles to where maybe he's the only guy on that number one receiver. And if he – out of all these guys that we've talked about, he might be the best at just dis- dissecting whether it's going to be a pass play or a run play. Like immediately from the snap, the honey badger has a step on you. He's got to step on Everett. He's rarely caught in bad position, but he's able to dissect, analyze where the play's going very quickly because he wants 
to be around the ball. He wants to make a play. The, the guy's love the honey he's badger. An, he's an absolute playmaking machine. Yeah, I mean, there's not nothing more to say about it. Bang. All right. Even though his name's not Buda Baker. <laughs> you guys ready? Uh, you guys ready for some uh, nine to five, some work day? You guys ready for uh, that? Yeah. I got to roll, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, since we talked about all these Nickelbacks, we're going to leave you with the song Rockstar by Nickelback. Bingo. Here we go. Just kidding. Bark is out. Good night. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.